Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Midweek in the Word. Uh, Thank you for being a listener, for coming along for the ride, for listening in every week, and for taking the time to join us for our podcast, Midweek in the Word. Um, this week, I just I just want to prime you and let you know we're, we've got a bit of a different episode uh, for you today. But before I get into that, before I start talking about where we're going to be going and and why it's going to be a little different, and and I don't know that that entirely is the reason because of our guest, though I expect it's going to be a little different <laughs> because we have Pastor Troy Friesen, our worship pastor at the church, back here on the podcast. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Troy. Thanks. Hello, everyone. It's good to have you back, Troy. I know you've been on a couple of times, and we've enjoyed having you. Um, though, like I said, this is going to be a little different, so listeners, stay tuned. We'll, we'll explain what I mean by that here in a second. But first, let me just remind you that this last Sunday, we were back in Revelation 2, and I had the opportunity to preach on the church at Pergamum in Revelation 2. If you missed that message or have missed any of the other messages in this sermon series, Dear Church, uh, we'd encourage you to go back and find those on our website and get yourself up to speed. You can go to faithbiblelincoln.org. Just hit the resources tab and hit on the sermons button, and you can find all of those old sermons. Uh, You can also follow our sermons feed podcast. Just search for Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, and select the podcast with the black background and the white letters. That's our sermons feed podcast, and you can catch up on any episode or any sermons, that is, uh, that you've missed. Um, But listeners, like I mentioned, this is going to be a little different than normal. Over the course of 2021, in addition to doing our What Does the Bible Say About series, we've also taken a little bit of time each month, and we've highlighted a staff member, a ministry um, to get the give you the chance to get to know them a little bit better. Um, this month, I decided it was only fair uh, to do personally what I've asked others to do. So this month on the podcast, we'll be highlighting adult ministry, the adult ministry here at Faith Bible Church, and and I guess we'll be highlighting me. That sounds a little strange as the podcast host to say that, um, but that is also why I brought Troy Friesen onto the podcast. I, I thought it would be a little odd if I asked myself all the questions. Uh, so Troy was gracious enough to be willing to come in here. And what we're going to do is he and I are going to have a brief conversation about the adult ministry here at the church, hopefully highlight a little bit of what you may not know about me or about how that ministry works. So uh, with that being said, Troy, I'm going to turn the reins over to you here and uh, it's your podcast. Well, I suppose you could have brought a mirror in and just interviewed yourself. <laughs> yes, no that, one would have seen that, but yeah, it still would have sounded a little strange, I think, for our listeners. You know, with all the technology we've got these days, we probably could have altered one of those voices. And there it, you it would go. have sounded like somebody else. But. I've always told people that the, my biggest disappointment with Jared as our tech director is that he never made me sound like James Earl Jones on the podcast. I always asked him for, I always <laughs> asked him for the um, Morgan Freeman filter, and they never did find that there either. So I... Listeners, stay tuned. We are still working on it. We will let you know if that changes at all going Someday forward. Someday if you hear James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman on our <laughs> podcast, you'll know we found That's it. it. It's not really them. It's the two of us. Very all good. All right. Well, on a more serious note, thanks for having me, and uh, we'll try to uh, not take this train off the tracks. <laughs> It'll be good. I'm looking forward uh, so to it. So I told you earlier, it's like giving the keys to the 15-year-old uh, driver's ed student, and hopefully I won't wreck the car. <laughs> we'll just We'll be okay. Yes, our, our 40, 40 what year old, 15 year old here. Yeah, so 40, like, 40 what like, is just so. fine. Yep, yep. 
All right, so I know you've been asking this of all your ministry leaders, so now it's your turn, yeah. and you'll find out how hard it is, okay? <laughs> What's your one-minute testimony? Okay, I'm go. on the clock now. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I, I know I mentioned a few weeks ago, uh, or a few months ago on the podcast, I, I filled in a little bit as far as my testimony, but in case you weren't listening at that point, let me just give you some of the highlights. Um, I was born and raised in western Nebraska. Well, actually, I was born in Denver, Colorado, but raised in western Nebraska, Bridgeport, and then Arcadia. Uh, my dad was a pastor growing up, uh, which may seem to make sense now that I am a pastor, um, but the path to that wasn't as straightforward as you might think. Um, Christ saved me at a young age. I had the chance to, uh, to grow up in a Christian home, the opportunity to hear the gospel preached faithfully and the Word of God um, at a young age. And at, at a young age, I placed my faith in Christ. Christ opened my eyes uh, to the truth of the gospel. And, and I would say I never looked back. Um, but at the same time, in you know, going through as a pastor's kid especially, uh, going through upper elementary school, middle school, and then into high school, uh, it really became difficult for me to separate what my parents' faith was from my faith. So it wasn't until my junior year of high school that I decided to be baptized when I kind of resolved that in my own head. Again, I'm thoroughly convinced that I was saved at the age of six, but it wasn't until high school that kind of the reality of that hit me personally, what God's call was on my life, and and I was baptized there. Um, And since then, obviously, God's just continued to grow me in my knowledge and love for Him, uh, the joy of of participating in what He has planned um, and in the kingdom. And it's, it's been a pleasure for me to be involved in that. Well, that's great. It's not the testimony part of that question that's hard. It's the one-minute <laughs> right. part of that question that's hard. Well, I, I cheat a little bit. Admittedly, I'm, I'm a bit younger than some of our other podcast uh, people that I've had, the guests that have come on the podcast, so I, it's not fair. So, uh, Well, that's great. It's uh, always great when uh, uh, we are, we're saved at a young age, or our children mm-hmm. are, but it's always important that faith becomes their own. It's not mom and dad's faith. And sometimes that transition is hard to see or yeah. or wait for, but yeah. uh, it's so important for our kids. Yeah. Uh, so that's how did you end up at Faith Bible Church? I mean, that's Denver, Western Nebraska. Now you're here in Lincoln. Uh, in fact, we, your dad's even here in Lincoln. That's right. You know? That's right. We just keep moving east, which I'm not a big fan of the humidity, so I'm not sure how that <laughs> I works. I don't know but... that it's much different here than it was there, but tell us how you got yeah. here, what you do. People probably hear that on the podcast regularly, yeah. but what your role is specifically on the staff. Yeah, my wife and I both both came down to Lincoln to attend the university. I actually got a degree in construction management uh, for an undergrad degree while I was at the university. We just stuck around Lincoln. Um, I got a job here for a local contractor. Jenna and I moved across town, so we couldn't attend the church that we were attending while we were in school, um, and we moved a lot closer to Faith Bible. Got a recommendation uh, from somebody, actually, that, that Jenna met at a park <laughs> to attend uh, Faith Bible Church and... Uh, haven't looked back. We we were at the church for, oh, three or four years, I want to say, and was, we're volunteering the high school youth ministry, had the opportunity to teach. Um, God just kind of kept opening doors. Uh, the youth pastor kept pressuring uh, me to take the opportunity to preach, you know, or to teach in the youth ministry, and have you ever considered youth? And I was like, you know, my dad was a pastor growing up. I, I, I know what's involved in that. I'm not, I'm not quite ready to go through that. I don't think I was running from a call at that point, but at the same time, one one door kind of led to another, 
and I got the opportunity to come on staff as an intern. Um, the internship got cut a bit short as I took over the high school ministry uh, to fill a gap, and then changed from taking just high school ministry to high school and adult ministry as a pastor a few years ago, and it became clear, partially because of what we're going to talk later, <laughs> that adult ministry was was a bit much to try and do that in addition to high school ministry. So like we said, we've had Jim on the podcast in the past, turned over high school ministry to him uh, to focus solely on adult ministry, and uh, then joined the Elder Council a uh, year, year and a half ago, something like that. Um, and it's just been a pleasure to serve at Faith Bible. Well, great. That's an, an interesting story to hear how God's journeyed you uh, to Lincoln and then to even staff uh, yeah. at our church. Yeah. Uh, uh, just share with us maybe one of your favorite verses or a couple, uh, why they're meaningful to you. That, that's sometimes helpful for our listeners to to hear. Yeah. I, when the last time I was on the podcast that I talked about this, I, I mentioned Romans 3, 24 through 26, the emphasis on you know, God being both the just and justifier of the one that placed faith in him. And I just love that. But I've already shared on that. Um, so in, in keeping with the one-minute testimony... So, so um, listen to last week's episode <laughs> if you yeah, want to catch listen that Listen to one. a few months ago. Oh, you oh, can find oh, the last okay. time I listened. But um, one that just in light of kind of our conversation and... Uh, Earlier, one of the one of the things, one of the passages that really struck me um, as a young man uh, is Psalm one nineteen nine through eleven, and that became kind of a guiding force for my early adulthood. Uh, which listeners, you may be familiar with this. <clears throat> it goes, "How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart." that I might not sin against you. And that just became kind of a theme verse for me. Again, come, coming out of that junior year of high school and owning my own faith, and it became a prayer um, that I prayed to God for my life. Amen. That would be great for all young men and women these days mm. to, to strive to attain, to work towards, is to just keep our hearts pure by focusing on what God has to say to us in His Word. It's a great passage. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so let's get into a little more specific things about your ministry. Uh, adult ministry, that seems like a pretty broad uh, right. area. I mean, yeah. we were just chatting a little before we started this podcast. That m- might encompass two-thirds of the yeah. pe- people that regularly attend Faith Bible Church. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit um, about what adult ministry specifically refers to, what that means, and what, what that includes. Yeah. Yeah, our adult ministry here at Faith Bible, I mean, obviously, adult ministry is, is a very broad, and I think that's part of the reason they gave me that title, is to keep it, keep it broad. Um, listeners, if I, if I call it Faith Life, uh, just know that those two are synonymous. Faith Life is the name for our adult ministry here at Faith Bible Church, and it basically includes all of the adult offerings outside of the main worship gathering um, post high school, like the minute minute you graduate, it's kind of from there on. Um, <clears throat> it would include what at most churches would traditionally be called men's ministry, women's ministry, adult Sunday school, small groups, and especially young adult ministry. Um, a little different at Faith Bible Church. Um, we're still working and ministering to all of those groups and demographics, um, but we're structured a little bit differently. So you won't see quite those same names. Again, Faith Life is the adult ministry name. That's one ministry that we function under rather than segmenting that into all sorts of different categories. I'll explain that more here in a minute. Uh, but basically, everybody post high school um, and everything but the worship center is, is kind of my role, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, and the, one of the, the big challenges there is... 25-year-old and their needs and world perspective is potentially way different than an 85-year-old's perspective 
um, and trying to figure out how to <laughs> little bit. how to connect all those and yeah. minister to those. Whereas like a youth pastor, at least he's working with a group of people that are in kind of the same life yep. situation, and yep. he can address the issues that high schoolers and middle schoolers deal with. Yeah. But adults, yeah, some are just having children, and some are. Uh, are burying parents, and some are kicking kids out of the nest, and I mean, all of those things have their own unique mm-hmm. uh, struggles and challenges, and um, yeah, um, and, you know. So. But it's also one of the things I love about adult ministry, uh, because I think the way we do that is very, very typical of what the church is called to be. You know, in Revelation, we read about the church being from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Like the church ought to be not homogenous; it ought to be diverse. And I love, I love to see that reality in adult ministry, especially as there's such diversity within our church, but outside of our church as well, and how that kind of typifies what the church ought to look like. People from different backgrounds, different cultures, different uh, experiences coming together and unifying behind the gospel and Christ is, is a cool picture for me. Okay, so tell us what some of your key priorities and focuses would be uh, in adult ministries at Faith. Yeah. Um, well, you'll hear me refer to this from the platform at times when we're doing announcements or things like that. Adult ministries' mission statement is encouraging believers to mature in Christ and equipping them to serve. And you'll note that, that that ties into the reach, mature, equip, glorify purpose statement that we've mentioned on the podcast. Uh, listeners, if, if you weren't on board at that point in January, Tom and I actually had a number of conversations about the reach, mature, equip, glorify uh, component of our purpose for the church. So I'd encourage you to go check those out. Um, but this is all based upon what we read in Ephesians 4, verses 12 through 16, which is kind of the primary verse that we run, um, run to on this. And it basically says this, um, Ephesians 4, 12 to equip the saints for the works of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And from there, we basically said, okay, that's, that's what we're going to focus on as an adult ministry. We're going to focus on maturing people in Christ and equipping them for service. And, and so about two years ago, we, we, we kind of came to adult ministry when I took it over and we asked the question, uh, what should ministry to adults look like biblically? If, if we were to just say, what, what components need to be included? What, what aspects do we need? What do we need to emphasize? Um, and the, the core of, of the biblical study that we did on that subject um, was then built up from the biblical commands that the body was called to do for each other, uh, what we refer to as the one another's in Scripture. And we came across, at least, depending on how you categorize them, at least 36 unique commands that the body is called to do for each other, to, to build unity, to equip and mature each other, to love and serve each other, all of these unique aspects. And, and our, so our listeners may remember you actually preached a sermon yeah. or a sermon series on yeah, it's one, been a little while on ago now. one another's, which probably also worked into helping you understand or helping us understand for sure at Faith Bible Church what, yeah. what those are. When you start laying them all out, yeah. you don't realize how many <laughs> they're all there over. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's thirty-six different commands, things that we're called to do, but many of them are repeated multiple times, such as love one another. Mm-hmm. Is very I mean, I want to say it's seven, eight, nine times throughout scripture. That's just good stuff. Hammers yeah. on it. 
Um, yeah, exactly. And so, so basically what we, what we said is, okay, okay, so the one another's are what the body is supposed to be doing. The adults are supposed to be doing, especially for each other. So how do we support the worship gathering by making sure that what we found in a lot of the one another's is these are things that are extremely relational. They're extremely um, difficult to do in a gathering of three, 400 people in the or, worship or service. Or a gathering Maybe, at all yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, in a big gathering like that. So we need smaller environments. We need to find a place to break up the big church. You know, I grew up in a church of about 40 people. That wasn't really an issue in that church. But a church the size of Faith Bible, we need to find a way to break that down into smaller places where we can where we can be obedient to these commands. You know, not in a generic way like we do for the whole church. You can love all of Faith Bible Church in kind of a generic way, but specifically where you can apply that, where you can um, practically love people. Um, it's actually and so f- it's actually easier to love. Faith Bible Church in a generic way yeah. than it is to start putting individual names sometimes. <laughs> yes. on that. Like, oh, that means yes. that person, you know, because yeah. when you have conflict, it's like, okay, well, I love my church. Right. But right. I don't really care for right. X and Y or Z or something right now. Right. So that's where the rubber starts to meet the road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah, it's it's very, very true. I mean, you can be like, I love my family in a generic way, though I'm fighting with my sister right now. Yeah. You know, that, that's kind of the way it works. But but to really love your sister, you've got to work that out in a relational way. And so so we settled on on a group's model for adult ministry, basically. We said the core of our of our adult ministry is going to be what we call faith life groups. It's going to be the heart of faith life groups, and that's what we call faith life community, the small groups in our church. Um, and we define that as believers studying the Word, forging deep relationships, and serving others. <clears throat> it, it involves all of those things. Um, and so each of the groups has three key focuses that we want to prioritize in keeping with the one another's of Scripture. Um, an up focus, or a, a God's Word focus, a, a vertical aspect to the group. Uh, we see this in Acts 2, 42 and 43. It's also really explained well in Colossians 3, 16. It talks about that idea of the word being involved in equipping people. Um, there's a, in addition to the up focus, <clears throat> there's an in focus or a fellowship dynamic. We see this later in Acts 2, 44 through 46. And it also is explained really well in 1 Corinthians um, 12, 24 through 26. And that idea of, of prayer support and accountability and caring and bearing each other's burdens, uh, that sort of idea is the in-focus, this mutual care for each other. And then there's an out-focus that we encourage in small groups too, and that's the ministry idea. Acts 2, 47, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, you know, stirring one another that are up to love and good works, that idea that our, our maturity, our growth should result in ministry. Ministry to those in the group, but also ministry outside of the group, not only to our church family, but also to unbelievers as we share the love of Christ with them. And so, so we said, this is what our groups are going to be about. They're going to try to do these three things, this up, in, and out, um, through any number of the one another's that we see in Scripture. Um, but it became very, very clear that that worked as long as everybody found a group. Um, but that's a challenge in and of itself. Yes, it and is. so this group's ministry needed some supporting arms. They needed some supporting teams. And so we decided there's two supporting teams we think we need. Uh, the first is we call Faith Life Connections. Um, and they see focus on creating opportunities to form new Christ-centered friendships. Basically, they function as trying to create opportunities that will function as on-ramps to small groups. Um, so any number of get-togethers or ministry opportunities or the Faith Connect class that we offer on a regular basis that allows people to understand small groups and figure out how to connect to them. Um, and then on the other side, the Faith Life Cultivation Team, this idea of training up and cultivating specifically leaders. They identify and strengthen Faith Life leaders because we're like, 
Um, with the number of groups we have, we can only connect so many people right now. And so we have to start new groups if we're going to connect new people to the church, um, new believers to the church, um, even potentially people that don't currently attend Faith Bible outside our walls, connecting them to groups. Um, that, that idea is we've got to have new leadership. And so basically, in summary, we're, we're trying to see all of the adults, all of the believers at Faith Bible Church become followers of Christ, mature followers of Christ through the Word and through the gifts of the Spirit in relationship, um, and then equipped to be disciple makers, to make more disciples, to be replicating um, and, and, and making disciples who make disciples. And that's really the aim of adult ministry. That's a that's a pretty big goal. I mean, <laughs> right. So let's just shift gears a little bit. Tell me, then, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face in to, in making that happen or or helping facilitate that? Mm. Yeah, you, you mean aside from COVID, right? Well, that's, <laughs> right. COVID has you just, been. You just totally dated this podcast. That's, I know. I know. Yes, admittedly, that's, that's everybody's are... answer in the last year was, man, that was rough, and we're yeah. grateful that uh, God got us. Th- or is continuing to get us through that, maybe I should say. Yeah, cause... listeners, if, if you're catching this months or even years down the road, we are we are just coming out of COVID at this point. And uh, admittedly, we'd started to explain some of this stuff to the church in the fall of 2019, and COVID hit right in that spring. And so it was one of those things where you're like, you're pushing the ball uphill, trying to help everybody understand. And and, then and now everything have... is, you know, is BC and... <laughs> before COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, AC. Yeah. It's, it's before COVID or after COVID. Well, now we're after COVID. Um, but that was one of the major challenges. Um, but if I may, I, uh, let me just say two challenges that are kind of ongoing that are unrelated to COVID. Um, the first is just communication and understanding of what we're trying to do. Um, like you've said, I mean, we're talking 500 adults, not just at Faith Bible Church, not even mentioning those that are involved in our groups that don't attend Faith Bible Church. That's It's a lot of people to help try to communicate what we're doing, what the focus is, why we're doing it, things like that. It's it's an incredibly diverse group to try to communicate with. Some are digital natives and some aren't. Um, you know, some are here every Sunday and some aren't. Um, no matter when you communicate, where you communicate, somebody's always missing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so trying to help. Communication is always a huge challenge. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a challenge of the church in general for sure. And it it's it kind of it's it's a little different than youth ministry, where at the very least, if I could get them all in one room, I could tell them all at the same time. They may tell me they didn't remember, but at least I knew I communicated. Well, that's it. the second part of. That's uh, it. <laughs> you can communicate, that's it. but then did everybody actually? Yeah. Communication is that two way street. Yeah. What we what somebody says and what somebody hears or understands yep. or interprets, you know. Yep. So you so just communicating is only part of the battle. You have to get that understanding yep. in there but, as well. But just getting everyone in the same room in adult <laughs> ministry yes. is very, very hard just because there's so many of them. Um, so that would be the first one is just communication and understanding. The second would be the the very real reality that that we just can't do everything in adult ministry. Um, you know, there's I I have almost never found myself in a conversation with someone saying, you know, that's that's a bad idea for adult ministry. We shouldn't. That's a terrible idea. That would be terrible. You know, but people come up to me all the time with suggestions for adult ministry. And I go, you know, that's a great idea. And and we just can't execute on it right now. So it's a it's a we can't do it yet. Or that's just too much. We can't do that in addition to everything else we're doing. And so it's really hard to try and be like, what is the best use of our time in adult ministry? How do we focus on the the few things that we can do well um, that will really mature and equip people um, in the hopes of seeing additional ministry birthed out of 
people that are matured and equipped for ministry. You know, that's the, that's the goal. And so just the reality of not being able to do everything we'd like to be able to do is very hard, again, because of the diverse nature of adult ministry. Everybody wants kind of would like different sorts of things and has different ideas on what would work. Um, and that's all fair and valid, um, but we just simply can't do it all. And yeah. so it's very hard to pick Fo- what to do and what not to do. Deciding how to focus your your energies and your exactly. resources into the most effective places. Exactly. Because I think every ministry faces that reality. It's yeah. just like there yeah. are a thousand great ideas. We, we aren't going to do it. We can't do all of them. Right. Some of them we we're not, like, not going to do. Yeah. Um, which ones can we do and which ones can we do well and which ones will have the biggest impact Precisely, know, what we're trying to do. And those are not easy decisions, conversation. Anyway, yes, no. that is a big... No, they really aren't. Uh, big challenge. Okay, that's great. Um, good to hear that. That'll help us to know how to help you along the way. What are some of the high points along the way in ministry and in adult ministry specifically? Yeah, you know, this is this is one of those areas that it's a little different than youth ministry where there's kind of a there's an up and down sort of cadence where you know you got like fall ministry, spring ministry, summer ministry and there's kind of a difference. Um in a lot of ways adult ministry just kind of trucks. It's kind of the silent uh, like I, I like to tell people it's kind of like that silent middle child in the middle of your family where it's largely you know, I would say this about any of your kids, but sometimes it's kind of in the background invisible unless there's an issue. Um adult ministry kind of functions in that way. Um and so it's just kind of rolling all the time. So there's not like a, a, a pinnacle. But for me, in many ways, um, the, the, the greatest joy I get is from getting to hear how God is at work in the lives of our people from our small group leaders. Um, in fact, even just this last Sunday, we had the chance to pull a number of our small group leaders together and just celebrate what God had been doing over the course of the last year and, and hearing the stories of how, how people were applying God's Word to their lives and how people were sacrificially loving each other and how people were ministering to people outside of the group and sharing the gospel and praying for people um, outside of their groups. That's the high point for me is seeing people take the vision own it and run with it in their groups and see groups begin to flourish and multiply that ministry within their group. Um, well, that's the, really a joy for me. Yeah, and the reality that not all effective ministry has to be has to come from staff or pastors or yeah. that yeah. it's like, oh wow, yes, there's a lot going on and I didn't have anything to do with it. And in some ways, that's it's, better. It's you know, way that's better. More fun. Oh, to it's just way see better because because yeah. we can't drive everything as church leadership. Yeah. Every ministry to every person at at all those levels, it would be it's impossible. So yeah. it has to happen there if, yeah. if it's going to you know work well. So to hear that is like, oh yes, God's using <laughs> His so people to serve His people, and I didn't have to even yeah. show up at that one. They just did it themselves. You know, they're following. Yeah. They're following God. Selfishly, I would. I wish I could have been there <laughs> for some of it. Well, some obviously. of them are so encouraging. You know, you're like, oh, I wish yeah. I was part of that. Yeah. But it's good that it's taking place without us. Yeah, that's that's the joy for me. Well, what's what are some ways people can be praying for you specifically for your your ministry, the adult ministry? Yeah, um, I, I would say a couple of things for sure. Uh, do be praying for our group leaders. You know, it has been it has been a heavy year for, for group leaders. If you've got a group leader, take time to thank them for what they've done uh, because it's been hard to navigate. I mean, all leadership has been hard this year, making decisions and things like that. But especially for our group leaders, as their boots on the ground, um, just pray for them that they would have wisdom to know where to go with their groups, um, that they would be effective communicators, that they would know. 
You know, they had to make decisions like, do we go physical? Do we go digital? Do we do mask? Do we not meet? I mean, there were so many hard decisions made by our leaders, not to mention they're trying to navigate people with differing opinions on all of this. And, and they've just done a phenomenal job. But do keep praying for them because they are in the, involved in the lives of so many people yes. in our church. And that is a heavy weight mm-hmm. to bear. Um, we appreciate the prayer for us as pastors and elders because we carry some of that too, obviously. Um, and so do the small group leaders. Um, I would also say pray for, you know, uh, the Faith Life deacons and their teams, the Connections, Community, and Cultivation teams. Um, they're working a lot of things behind the scenes. They're trying to resolve things. Um, they're kind of short on support right now as a lot of ministries... Um, people kind of reevaluated it and, and said, I don't know if this is where I should focus my attention. So they're, they're trying to kind of pick up the pieces and figure out where their teams are at and what they should focus on. And so do pray for those teams as they seek to make a lot of the practical decisions about what we do and what we don't do. I don't make all of those decisions. You know, um, most of the good ideas come from my teams, and most of the things that aren't working are things that I've failed to get done uh, practically. But those teams are just working really hard. And so do pray that they would have the wisdom to know what to focus on and what to do. Very good. Very good. Well, any final thoughts uh, for this podcast for our listeners uh, on adult ministries or anything? Yeah, I allow me to put a, a bit of my—I mean, I've been in the pulpit recently, so maybe <laughs> I've just got the preacher hat on, so allow me to put on kind of my teaching hat here for a moment, because um, I've got kind of one exhortation that tends to be the most common when I'm talking about adult ministry, it tends to be the most common thing I end up saying um, to people— and that's essentially, you know, if, if you're listening and you haven't found a small group, a Bible study, a, a men's or women's group, a whatever, to be a part of at the church, and you're kind of floating around the periphery of the church, I, I would say work to find one and commit to it. Um, I know that's hard to do because you're, it, it, you know, it's like, where do I stick and who do I talk to? And, and that can be really challenging, but I'd say work at it, work, work that way. Because I always tell people that commitment precedes community. Once you commit to something, that's when you find that community. But it's not because everyone's all the same. You know, it's not because everyone looks the same. It's not because everyone sounds the same or has the same opinions. Uh, we all share the unity we have in Christ through the gospel. Um, but groups are extremely diverse. You know, so stick with it. At some point, um, they're not people like you. You know, your group won't look exactly like you. Um, at some point, you won't get along perfectly. You'll begin to rub each other the wrong way. But that is iron sharpening iron you know, as Proverbs 27, 17 would put it. And so, like, like I said, I'd say if you're on in a group, find one and really commit to it. Um, sometimes people bounce around hoping to find the perfect group. And I, I got to say, I, I love what our group leaders are doing, but there's no perfect group out there, just like there's no perfect church. And so find one to connect to and just commit to those people, uh, not to the idea of those people, but to commit to those, those people. Um, and if you're in a group, um, just pour into it. You know, love those people, sacrifice for those people, um, read the one another's. There's so many things that are there. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my encouragement, I think, to people is just engage in that. Because when I hear that that's going on, it, it has such, it's borne such fruit in the lives of our people when that's been the case. Yeah, and I would probably just add, you're missing something that God has for you, a means of grace and a means of sanctification and growth if you aren't connected with fellow believers in that way. Yeah. Uh, because of our, our worship gathering, as you said earlier, we, we can't accomplish all of those things in the 60 or 75 minutes yeah. that we're together. I'm not even sure that's intended to. Yeah. That's why this is so important. So um, you'll, you will ultimately be better, more Christ-like for it. Yeah, I believe so. 
All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap this up. Uh, I'll just make an, uh, a comment that um, we're looking. F- I hope you're you're looking forward to next week at Faith Bible Church. This coming Sunday, Brad has been working us through the the churches uh, in Revelation, and we're on church number four, the letters to the church at Thyatira. Um, and so um, each of those churches is has its unique challenges in its location, and so we're looking forward to the encouragement and the challenges that uh, uh, Christ reveals uh, to that church and uh, uh, how that relates to us as well. So I hope you'll join us at church Sunday. Very good, and and thank you, Troy, for taking the reins and for hosting here. Uh, listeners, we do hope it's been helpful to you. We hope you've enjoyed the opportunity to hear a little bit about myself and a little bit about adult ministry and what's going on there. Uh, we hope you're participating in that. And uh, so just um, as, as always, uh, be, be reminded that uh, you can always share the podcast. You can always rate it or comment on it to other people, help other people find it. Uh, in this one, if you'd help us communicate some of this stuff, if you know somebody that would be benefited from hearing of this in the church, uh, we'd encourage you to pass this along to them, uh, help them find it as well. And uh, that's it for this week's episode. So we hope you join us again next week for Midweek in the Word. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle at FBC Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.